The victory has been won. It's waiting for us. By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Second Peter chapter 3 verses 12 through 13 says, Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Have you ever wondered or given thought to what the new earth will be like? If righteousness dwells there, we know, for instance, order, harmony, happiness, and peace will always be present. What a welcome change from the chaos and madness of this world that surrounds us. All creation, are told in Scripture, will benefit from restoration, not just man. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 10, prophesies, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt, nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. And in that day, the day of total restoration, total jubilee, there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people, Jesus in his body of people. For the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. This is where we want to be. The animals will not have natures that will harm man or themselves. They will be as pets, perfect as they were in the garden. Hosea chapter 2 verses 18 and 19 In that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, with the birds of the air, and with the creeping things of the ground. Bow and sword of battle I will shatter from the earth to make them lie down safely. Man will no longer be a threat to them either. There will be no more death. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and mercy. The Bride of Christ No more shark bites, attacks from wild dogs, or any of the dangers man faces today from animals, creepy crawly things, etc., that are out of order, out of harmony. All will be restored along with man. Romans chapter 8, verses 19 and 20. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, in hope that man would enter back into his rest. In hope 
man would see his mistakes and want to return to their original state in the garden. Be willing to make the changes necessary to return to the perfection they once were by entering God's rest. Every living thing on earth would benefit from man's choice. For instance, can you imagine what aromas would permeate the air on earth for all God's creatures to breathe and enjoy without mold, fungus, decaying vegetation, and the hideous odor of death? With flowers, trees, and bushes fragrantly unobstructed by the smells of Satan's world of trash and debris, a summer breeze would really be something to experience. Love would be the guiding force in God's kingdom. This translates to no wars, mass murder, where the heartache of losing innocent loved ones is endured, no more abuse of children, animals, or the earth itself. Isaiah chapter 24 verses 5 and 6 tells us, The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants, huge dumping grounds, graves, piles of industry waste, etc. Because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant, man caused all this devastation through his lawlessness. Therefore, the curse has devoured the earth, and those who dwell in it are desolate. But here is God's promise to the earth. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. Without the sound of guns, bombs, oppressive music, filthy speech, sirens, angry people shouting at one another, what a tranquil, serene, quiet atmosphere there would be on our planet. No confusion, complications, or unsolvable problems would exist. The world's knowledge that generated these situations in the first place would be looked down on and in the end not even remembered. The world we live in now will be forgotten. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 17 For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Gone forever, the imperfect governments of man, their religions, and secret societies with their false doctrines. No more unfair banking systems or schools that teach and promote the enemy's knowledge, resulting in the thinking that formed this unnerving society we live in today. The knowledge of God will have covered the earth, becoming the database from which we will solve our dilemmas, live our lives, and build a new and magnificent new earth. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 and 14 till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. One's no longer fed by the enemy through lawless, altered mankind.
that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. No more unsolvable obstacles. Man's assistance will come from the mind of Christ. God's law will be in place and righteously obeyed, guaranteeing safety, provision, health, and happiness, giving man a sense of well-being. Out of man's renewed love and deep respect for the Lord, who made all of this possible, they will carry out His law happily, thus walking always in His will. This law is not the law given to Moses for the altered race of Adam, but the laws written on the hearts and minds of his new species. James chapter 1 verse 18 Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures, the new species. First Peter chapter 1 Verse 23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, like those born to the descendants of Adam, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them, the born again new creatures, full of God's knowledge transformed or dramatically changed to a new kind by the word. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. The law of God spawns perfect neighbors, loving relationships, and good friends. His laws fashion a society where it is safe to walk outside as night falls, to enjoy our planet home, take pleasure in viewing the stars, listening to the nightingale and other birds that sing in the night, or perhaps to just absorb the serene peace of a hushed earth. How glorious then would be the dawn of the day without the haze and fog created by industries evolving from Satan's impure corrupted knowledge. To not hear the sounds of a mechanized world with its noises competing with the songs of morning birds created by our Father to awaken the earth with joyful, beautiful melodies bringing harmony and peace to greet and start the day. Just think, we could travel anywhere on the earth and the people would speak the same language have access to the same knowledge, greet you as a friend. In the new earth, there will be no sorrow, pain, crying, or death. For in Revelation, God promises all this will pass away. Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 5 is a vision given to John of this glorious promise. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb, the living waters of truth. 
in the middle of its street, speaking of New Jerusalem, God's bride, his city made of living stones. And on either side of the river was the tree of life. Christ is the word, the truth, omnipresent. All knowledge of God is encompassed in him. The tree of life, which bore twelve fruits. Christ, through his government, the fivefold ministers. Each tree yielding its fruit every month. Through his government, he is there at all times to feed God's knowledge to all people. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. This is symbolic of the rest of his body, being used to heal and strengthen the nations. And there shall be no more curse. This is on earth, no curse in heaven. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. He sits on the throne of our hearts and minds, and his servants shall serve him. They will manifest his plan to all creation. They shall see his face. He will be reflected through his body, and his name shall be on their foreheads, labeled as his. There shall be no night there, no kingdom of darkness, no evil, no sinister intentions. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. All will be pure, out in the open, unafraid to stand in the light of God perfect and in order, and they shall reign for ever and ever. They will be immortal. There will be no more bad, only good as in the beginning. Jesus made it possible for every creature on this planet to be restored through his birth, walk, death, and resurrection, and receive continued guidance through his Spirit. This victory, these promises, made through the sacrificial blood of Christ, are there for everyone. So why are we not experiencing them? Why is the earth in the shape it is in? Could it be that humanity has not yet fully entered into God's rest, where all the glorious works of God are found? All the promises are there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. All creation waits on the mature to get there. Deep in God's rest, set in place before he rested, is a perfectly calculated plan for every individual that has ever been born. Christ included. Had old Israel entered into that rest, the promises of restoration would have been theirs. But they were disobedient and therefore could not enter. Adam and Eve originally lived within God's rest and enjoyed its perfection. Their lives were the epitome of goodness and peace until they disobeyed. So, if disobedience to the law of God 
caused the fall of the first pair and was the demise of old Israel, is that not what deprives man from entering God's rest today? See, disobedience causes man to walk contrary to God's will. Now he is out of order, out from under God's blessings, an easy target for the enemy, and unbelief sets in. Because their lives become entangled with the world and its problems, it can appear God is not there for them, or makes it hard to believe He even exists. But understand, all this evolved from disobedience. Man's obedience, on the other hand, could reverse the plight of the whole planet as God's will would be carried out. For instance, if man walked in obedience to the word of God, evil would be easily trampled under. All things would return to their original order. If God's word was not only heard, but obeyed, this whole world would give sway to God's kingdom. Its systems infrastructured by Satan's knowledge, would crumble as truth is hurled at them and obeyed by the people that have been their support. If the fruit of the Spirit was displayed in place of the works of the flesh through man's obedience to the law of love, wow, what a difference that would make! How society would be changed! Man since Adam, has never experienced a perfect world. Hard to even imagine. James chapter 2 verse 8 may begin to open our minds to see why. If you really fulfill the royal law, there it is, obedience. According to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. No more win-at-any-cost competition. No wars. No outbursts of rage. Broken relationships, etc. John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, not the world's knowledge, and my Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Many so-called Christians live like the world, talk like the world, look like the world, think like the world, yet claim to be a part of God's kingdom. All of these things are infractions against God's law. These rebels will never be a part of the new earth's righteousness and perfection because they do not love God or each other enough to walk in His spiritual laws. They become like the world they hungered for. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Pretty plain. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Satan 
has been very successful in creating religions that condone evil, pervert and distort love. For the enemy to remain in control, man must be lawless and unloving. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14 But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So we see, if we really want perfection returned to us, we must love God and each other. To love mankind, in fact, all creation enough to give up personal agendas, to sink into the rest of God and begin to manifest those things God planned for each one to fulfill in the age he had him born should be the ultimate goal of all mankind. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, we are born at his direction, in his timing. So what does love have to do with disobedience? Plenty. Don't touch. Don't taste. God commanded Adam and Eve out of love for them. He wanted only good, no evil to befall them. But Eve disobeyed, fell out of God's works and into Satan's, as have all her descendants. None have entered back into God's rest. This is why the world is becoming more and more evil. So, there is a real opportunity for those born again, filled with the Spirit and led by their Spirit, living in this age to achieve this goal. Jesus overcame the world and the enemy. It is already accomplished, waiting to be brought to light waiting to be made visual on the earth. John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. It's accomplished. He fulfilled his part of the plan, and his victory lies there in God's rest waiting for man to catch on and begin to manifest it to the earth. Do we understand what I am saying? Victory, restoration is there for the taking. All we need is the faith to believe. Remember the law, be it as you believe. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Faith that believes the word, obeys the law, trusts Jesus. Scripture promises we can be changed to our original state before the fall of Adam. Restoration of ownership of the planet and all on it is also there to repossess. Since Jesus already did his part, it is time we do ours. Stepping into God's rest 
is like stepping into a beautiful dream that can become a glorious reality for us with that one step. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 But as it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. It's already done for those who love him. Will the earth be destroyed and a new earth created? No, no, no. Solomon in 930 B.C. explains in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 4. One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. David understood this also, as he sang in Psalm, chapter 104, verse 5, You who laid the foundations of the earth, so that it should not be moved forever. This terrible world we live in, however, will surely be annihilated. Its society destroyed. Its systems shattered. Its religion and education totally pulverized by the sword of truth. Not the planet, but the world established by the Adamic race through the influence of Satan. John chapter 12 verse 31 Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. This verdict was given and judgment decreed 2,000 years ago, it is still waiting to be manifested to this realm. Our testimonies will bring Jesus' words and actions to fruition through the sovereignty of God and the authority of His law. His words do not come back void. God's people, found within His rest, will be victoriously changed and pass over from time to eternity. Humanity will once more enjoy eternal life. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 And they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, people made righteous by his works, not theirs, and by the word of their testimony. They know the law and obey it, so it becomes their defense. And they did not love their lives to the death. This new species dies to their own will, and the life they lived in the world as a carnal man and happily walks in his. Let us close with these beautiful scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 52 through 54 In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, 
then this work, finished so long ago, will finally be completed. Death is swallowed up in victory. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 and 10 That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, See, this is new? It has already been in ancient times before us. The victory has been won. It is waiting in God's rest for man to bring it to earth.